Good morning. Good morning. Wow, everyone's really beautiful this morning. Very beautiful. Um, So I'm really excited about the Alpha course starting on the 7th of May. Um, We've got five people signed up. So, um, you know, if you you invite more friends, they won't be alone on the course. And it's going to be a good course. There's always good food. Um, good uh, time together, good word, and we've been seeing fruit from it. So I just really encourage you to invite people, um, and if you're a new Christian too, sign up, yeah. you know, sign up. Um, we'd love to meet you also. So it's good. Um, before I start, let's just turn to Matthew 4, verses 19. And while you're turning there, um, I'm going to share a couple of testimonies. Um, Jesus has been teaching me that knowing him looks like something. Okay, knowing him has a reality in my life. Um, he doesn't just want head knowledge, but he wants me to make the 12-inch journey from my head to my heart. There's, a, there's 12 inches, apparently, from my head to, to my heart. I've read that somewhere. But God wants me to make that journey, that, that it goes from a, an intellectual knowledge of Jesus. It, it, he, he's not interested in that. He wants a heart knowledge, a heart enlightenment of Jesus in our hearts. And that will always produce a reality. You know, that'll always produce a reality. And um, so I was going on holiday last summer, and I always book flights, the cheapest flights that have loads of layovers, okay? So I end up staying, like sleeping in airports overnight just because I can get cheap flights. So um, I was um, going to a friend's wedding, and I, um, I was in an airport for about 12 hours during the night in, in Dusseldorf in Germany. And um, I, I was, uh, sorry, let me backtrack just a little bit. I was on the train to the airport to fly to, to Germany. And um, this lady sat um, next to me, and I started talking to her. She was from Kenya, and it turned out that she was a Christian. Um, so I asked her, if there was one thing God could do for you, what would you ask for, you know, him to do for you? And she said, well, I want to know my life's purpose. So I said, I'll tell you what that is. So I opened some um, Bible verses, and I showed her. And I said to her, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And she said, oh, I, I, I didn't know that that could happen. So I prayed for her, and um, she was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and she started speaking tongues on the train. And Jesus is teaching me that, you know, I I don't need to come to a church building to to meet with him. I don't don't leave Jesus um, in my bedroom when I read the Bible in the morning. He's constantly with me, and my position with him is always the same. My position with him is complete intimacy and relationship with him everywhere. I, I, and all we're doing as Christians, the whole, the whole of our Christian life now is just taking possession of what we already have, realizing that we can be aware of God's presence because he's always with us. That's what we're doing. We're becoming more and more aware of him. Um, so I got to Germany and um, I was um, going up some escalators and this, this, this lady, she's from Albania, is running behind me. She's like, oh no, um, she's swearing and she's, she's like, oh no, I miss it. I've missed my plane. I've missed my plane. Because apparently um, her train had um, broken down, and um, so she was delayed by five hours and had completely missed her flight. Um, so I said, oh, I'll help you go find your, your you know, check-in desk, see if you could get booked onto another flight. Um, her flight um, had already left, as, as she had said, and so she uh, couldn't, um, she had to stay in the airport overnight also. Um, and then um, we had another, uh, another guy from Syria join us, because he had also missed his flight because of the train. So I started um, talking to these guys, and, and, I, and I found out both of them had recently converted from Islam to Christianity. Just quite, quite strange. I was like, what's going on, God? 
You know, what's going on? And so I shared the story of um, the Kenyan lady earlier in the day. And, um, and the lady said, ah, oh, I want that. So I prayed for her, and she was baptized in the Holy Spirit and started to speak in tongues in an airport in Germany. You know, I'm so tired. I'm, you know, I'm jet-lagged before the jet. You know, <laughs> I'm tired. Um, but she, she, she meets Jesus, and she's just so full of joy. And then she says to me, oh, can you pray for me? I've got this pain in my side, and I've had it for a couple of weeks. So I prayed for her, and um, all the pain disappeared. Um, this, the, the, the Syrian guy says, do me, do me. He, um, he, he um, really tall guy, he loved to play basketball, and he said that there was something wrong with a disc in his back, and he couldn't bend over. So we prayed for him, and Jesus healed him also. He could bend over completely. If anyone wants to see the videos, I've got them on my phone. I can show you later. But Jesus loves people, you know. But he's teaching me, um, I, 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 he's teaching me that, that I can know him beyond just, um, just um, in, in the morning when I'm reading my Bible. I can know him. I can be completely aware of him always, always. Um, but for a long time, I looked at um, the promises of God. I looked at what the word said about Jesus. And I looked at the Great Commission. And deep down, I felt that it wasn't realistic. Honestly, I looked at people and I said, that's great. Um, they're a super Christian, you know. Maybe, maybe they're a super Christian. And maybe, that, maybe God will um, use them. But I can't really see that reality in my own life. You know, it seems so far-fetched. I felt like Jesus was holding back. I felt like, yes, I believe he died for my sins, but I'm not really experiencing the reality of that forgiveness or that, the reality of, of what he's purchased for me. Um, and I certainly couldn't see the reality of him using me um, to speak to others. I wanted it. I wanted it, but I, 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 I didn't feel like it ha- I could have it. In Mark 1, you don't have to turn there. Um, Jesus is praying for a leper. And, and he says... Um, he says, if you will, please heal me. He, he doesn't ask Jesus if he could, but he asks him if he, if he, he wills to, if, if God wanted to heal him. And I believe that many Christians believe that God can, but not necessarily that he will. You know, many Christians believe that God can. You know, we believe Jesus is Lord. I believe that the whole of Cardiff can get saved. But deep down, I don't always believe that it will actually happen. I don't believe that God really wants that to happen. But... I'm here today to show you that Jesus is going to change that. Jesus, the more we know Jesus, the more we realize that, that he wants the world to be saved. Uh, the more we realize how much he wants to use us. So Mark, uh, Matthew 4, verse 19. Let's read that. So, and he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. One day when I was reading this, I realized how serious Jesus is in the promise he makes to us. I, I would always focus on the follow me. Cool, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. And they're like, yeah, he'll make me a fisher of men. You know, I believe that um, God's called me to see, pe- to see people saved. But I realized, whoa, Jesus is actually serious in this promise. Yeah. Um, yes, it says follow me, but he does say I will make you fishers of men. Yeah. Just like I make a commitment to follow Jesus, Jesus is making a commitment to me to teach me to be a fisher of men. Yeah. Jesus is promising me that if I follow him and I live a life of pursuing to know Jesus, that he's going to teach me how to do it. You know? In Luke, um, the same account, that same story, um, Jesus, um, Jesus tells uh, the disciples to, to, to go back out and to let down their nets because they'd been fishing all night and didn't catch anything. 
So Jesus, he tells them to do this, and they, they go. They say, no, but we didn't catch anything. Jesus said, just do it. So he, 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 uh, Simon uh, throws the net out, and they catch an amazing supernatural load of fish. So the promise that Jesus is promising here is in the context of a supernatural um, load of salvations. You know, Jesus is not saying, I'm going to teach you how to see one person saved, but he wants a supernatural catch of fish through us. That's what he's promised. You know, that's what he's promised. And it's, incre- it's just incredible. So just like I've committed to Jesus, Jesus has committed to me. Jesus has promised that he's going to teach me to see it happen. So then we, we can read the rest of the Gospels. And I think this is the key for us. We read the rest of the, the Gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we, we say, wow, I'm a disciple of Christ. So I'm going to read the Gospels from uh, the perspective of a disciple. That everything Jesus is saying, every time he's, he's, he's telling a story, he's teaching who Jesus is. He's teaching the ways of the kingdom. He's teaching how to love people. He's teaching the value of people. And he's teaching how I can see the kingdom come. On, on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. He's teaching me, you know? Yeah. It's, not, it's not just for one person, it's for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the promises of God are yes, yes, and we say amen. So God has a massive yes over us. He's not holding back, but we just have to say amen. Amen says amen. so be it. Amen. It's amazing. Amen. So this has revealed so much to me about the nature of God, that he's not holding back. It all goes back to Jesus. Um, so if we could turn to Luke uh, 12, verses 32. If you know me well, you know that this is one of my favorite scriptures. So Luke 12, 32. Uh, recently, one of, my, um, one of my friends, he's Chinese, he got saved about a month ago. And he, um, he came from an atheistic background. Um, but really encountered Jesus through reading the word. Um, and I met with him a couple of weeks uh, later, his name's Z, and, and, and we were teaching him how to hear the Holy Spirit, how to, that, he'll, he, that Jesus will speak to him through the word, that, um, that, um, and just how generally to hear the Holy Spirit. And he said, oh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He told me to quit smoking. Um, you know, I didn't tell him that he needed to quit smoking. The Holy Spirit did. He had revelation of who Jesus is, and Jesus empowered him to stop smoking. It's been about six weeks now, and he hasn't touched any nicotine. You know? He, he, the Holy Spirit is real. Jesus is alive. You know? Jesus is alive. Um, I, I, Jesus wants a relationship with us. Often we think that Jesus is some distant person in the sky, but we don't realize that he's actually alive and he's living. You know what I mean? I speak to him, but he wants to speak back. You know, and he wants to speak back more than we're listening. You know, he wants a, a real, alive relationship yes. with us. Jesus is alive. And just like um, when, when my friend Z received Jesus and received the Holy Spirit, suddenly the Holy Spirit is revealing Christ to him. I didn't say anything, but, but fruit is happening. There's a reality. Knowing Jesus looks like something. But um, if you, so yeah, Luke 12, 32. It says, fear not, little flock. For it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Yes. Amen. Wow. <laughs> it's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. Amen. God's not saying to us, ah, oh, you can have a little bit of it. He's saying, it's my good pleasure. Wow. He's saying, have it all. Yep. He's saying, I'm not holding back. I want to give you everything 
that I purchased for you. In Ephesians 1, it says that he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. That's past tense. He's already blessed us. You know, he's not holding back. He's not holding back. God wants us to walk in the fullness of the kingdom more than we want it. That verse, when it, when, when it says um, it's, it's Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, it really strikes me that, um, that God wants it more than I want it. You know? Um, in, in Jesus, there's no sickness, disease. There's no hopelessness. There's no poverty. Um, there's no sin. So Jesus wants me to be walking in the reality of who he is more than I want it. So much more. So, so much more. So then everything that Jesus tells me to do is completely backed up by who he is, and I have the complete capability to do it because it's who Jesus is. But it all starts with Jesus. It all starts with Jesus. I really believe if I had, if I had came to my friend Z and I had said to him, um, Z, you need to stop smoking. That's the first thing you need to do. I, I, I really believe that I, at that point, would have been putting a law on him. I would have been saying to him, you need to do something, but he hadn't yet had a revelation of who Jesus is. But the Holy Spirit is the best encourager of the Lordship of Christ ever. <laughs> you know, all we need is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Okay, we need the Spirit of Christ because the Holy Spirit will reveal the Lordship of Christ. It's just amazing. So Jesus wants us uh, to have the kingdom more than we want it. God is not holding back and he's ready and waiting to lavish it upon you. In fact, he already has. We just need to take possession of it. In Ephesians 2 verse 6, it says that we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. So that means that, um, that we are on the throne with Jesus. Um, in, in Revelation 1 and 5, um, it says that we are kings. Okay, we are kings and priests. So we have the authority of Christ here on earth. You know, when Jesus says in that, in that verse that it's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom, he's saying that, that you also are going to have the kingdom authority to establish his kingdom. We are kings. We've got his name. He's given us his kingdom. He's given us his name. Have you ever stopped to think what his name means? Yes, it means that, he, that it's the most powerful name, that he's Lord, but it represents the entirety of who he is. So where the lordship of Christ is, we'll also see the nature of God come on earth. You know? Heaven is basically Jesus. Okay? Heaven looks like Jesus completely. So when, when um, heaven is coming on earth, it's going to be like Jesus. And in the same way, if I'm going in Jesus's name, I'm representing who he is, and, 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 and the reality of Jesus is going to come forth. Um, the, the funniest thing um, happened a, a couple of years ago. I was on Covenant College, and, um, and a few of us prayed for um, a lady. Um, I, I, I can't remember what for, uh, possibly some illness in her body. And she met with the Holy Spirit, and afterwards she said, I had a revelation of tithing. I need to tithe, you know? We were praying for something completely different, but Jesus was revealing himself to her in a completely different way, you know? Um, our whole lives just need to be becoming more aware of him, allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal who Jesus is. And he's going to do that in his word, but the word is empty without Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's not about rules and regulations. It's about Jesus. And it's about his life in us. Amen. It's just amazing. Just amazing. But Jesus is not holding back. That's right. um, one of the things that um, the Holy Spirit's really spoken to me about is that I have value to him. Yeah. I have value to him. And he's not holding back because I have such value to him. Yeah. And the more I see his value for me, the more I see his value for others. Yeah. And, and, and how much Jesus is not holding back from them either. 
So it comes back to Jesus. But um, we're just going to look at a couple of scriptures. You don't have to turn to all of them, but you can if you want. Hebrews 12, verse 2. Um, I can hear pages turning, so I'll wait. <laughs> Hebrews 12, verse 2. Yeah, so Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, he had such joy. He had such joy. Why? Because I believe he was, he was thinking of us. He, he, is, he had joy. He endured the cross because of joy, because he realized that he was going to save people, that, that people were going to be brought back into right relationship with him. That he was going to conquer sin, um, death, disease, and sickness. He was going to bring restoration to the world. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, he was happy. He was joyful. He's like, yes, this is why I'm doing it. Because I'm going to gain an inheritance. In um, Ephesians 1 verses 18, uh, the Apostle Paul says that, that the saints are his, are, are his rich, uh, uh, the saints are Jesus' rich inheritance. You know, we are his rich inheritance. In, it's incredible. Jesus has an inheritance, and it's us. You know, that's how much Jesus wants us to receive the kingdom and to walk in the fullness of who he is because he purchased it for us. Um, 1 Timothy 2 verse 6, it says that he ransomed our sins, so he paid for our sins. Um, What does this mean? So I bought this iPhone, okay? I didn't steal it. I bought it, and I saved money for it. Um, And I was excited because my old phone was really slow, and I was like, yes, I'm going to get a new phone. So I went online and I clicked the color. I clicked this, you know, I want, I want a white one. Don't ask me why, but I prefer a black one now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but I clicked next day delivery and I was excited. I'd earned this iPhone. You know, I'd paid for this iPhone. And the next day I got up early and super early in the morning, the delivery man came and bought me the iPhone. He brought me the iPhone. But why do we think that if Jesus paid for our sins, why do we think that he doesn't want the delivery? You know, if Jesus paid for our sickness and disease, why do we think that Jesus doesn't want the delivery? Jesus paid for it, so he's going to get the delivery. You know, we're the, his rich inheritance. Okay, he, he wants us to receive his blessing. He wants us to receive um, salvation. He wants us to receive um, the kingdom, to be used for the kingdom. So much more than we want it, because he paid for it. He wants the delivery. He wants the delivery. He paid the highest price for us. You know, the price you pay determines the value of a product, right? It should do. And Jesus paid the ultimate price for us. We are his most prized possession. You know, we are the most prized possession. So he's not holding back. He's not holding back. Yes, in our own lives, he wants us to step into his fullness. But more than that, he wants us to bring his fullness to others. And he's willing and waiting. For us just to say, so be it, God. So be it. Um, I went to Norway in, um, in uh, December, and I was uh, attending like a, a youth conference there that the churches have. And I really felt that, the, that um, some people really needed to know this, that Jesus has paid for, for their sickness and their sin. And, um, and he, he really wanted to use them to, d- to deliver um, healing to people, really. That's all we do. We just deliver what Jesus has purchased. Um, and it was amazing seeing people get revelation and realize that, wow, Jesus really wants to use me. 
There was one girl who had been taken out of school because of a stomach condition, um, an allergy to, some, to something, and she, um, she received prayer and she was completely healed. Now, just amazing, just amazing, because she had been prayed for several times before, but when she came into revelation of who Jesus is, that Jesus is not holding back, and also the people praying for her, that, wow, God really wants to use us, you should have seen the shock on people's faces, that, wow, this works, you know, this works. I don't know about you, but I'm, Jesus is real, and I'm only interested in, in seeing the reality of Jesus. I'm only interested in something real. Jesus wants something real. And, and, and that's what he's bringing us, uh, us to. Amen. So how do we access what he purchased? And how do we start being fishers of men? Um, it's all good knowing um, theory, but it needs to become a reality. Um, how do we see the reality of that in our lives and through us? So it starts by knowing Jesus. That's it. It's knowing Jesus. We're, as we know him, we're submitting to he is and we're saying, Jesus, just as you are, so be it in me. That's all we're doing. Um, in Matthew 4, verses 19, before the promise that he'll use us it, and teach us how to be used, um, it says, follow me, a pursuit of Jesus. So the disciples began a journey of following Jesus and knowing him. Um, and that's what, what, it's, that's what started uh, the process of, 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 of seeing people saved. But knowing him is submitting to who he is and allowing who he is to define every aspect of our lives. Um, He's given himself to us as a gift, okay? Um, So we just have to open that gift and use it. Um, You know, the disciples didn't follow Jesus on Twitter, okay? They didn't follow Jesus on Instagram and say, oh, I'm going to like what you say. (laughs) (laughs) The disciples weren't following Jesus' Facebook status and saying, oh, that was a good quote, Jesus. I'm going to like that, you know? Oh, how how react? Oh, love. (laughs) (laughs) He, he was saying, Jesus called the disciples to, to pursue him wholeheartedly. It's, it's the same way. Church is not a fan club for Jesus. You know, church is not a fan club for Jesus where we come and we're like, yeah, my Christian life and my knowing of Jesus is, is on a Sunday morning. Um, the Christian life is pursuing Jesus wholeheartedly, realizing, yes, we're the church. And when we gather together, the, whole, the only purpose that we have is to glorify Jesus and know him. And then see his, who he is become manifest on earth. That's what church is. It's knowing Jesus. So it all comes back to him, and he's, he's given us a gift. Um, last scripture, Matthew, sorry, that's a lie. Second last scripture, <laughs> Matthew 16, verses 15. If you could turn there. Knowing Jesus looks like something. Matthew 16, verses 15 to 20. Okay, let's actually read from verse 13. And it says, Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So Jesus started by asking Peter, who, the disciples, who, who he said, who they said that Jesus was. And Peter replies the correct answer. <laughs> You're the Christ. And Jesus says, um, only my Father who is in heaven can reveal this. You know? um, it's through revelation of Jesus that we, that we know that we are empowered for the mission. Okay? It's only through, through knowing Jesus that we, that we, we know that we, we, we have the keys of the kingdom. Um, it's really interesting because, because Jesus, um, he encourages Peter's identity in him, that he's a rock, okay? He, he encourages Peter's foundation, which is Christ. And then second of all, he says, um, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. And I, you know, I, I really believe a huge aspect of the keys of the kingdom are, it, it is knowing Jesus. The keys of the kingdom are knowing Jesus, okay? Um, when, when the Father reveals Jesus to me, suddenly it's a key to unlock heaven on earth, Okay, because just just like um, I look like Jesus because he defines my identity because Christ is in me. um, It's the same. Uh, Heaven looks like Jesus. And so the more I know Jesus, the more I know heaven and the more I can unlock heaven on earth. Does that make sense? For me, it's wow. (laughs) It's just incredible because all of a sudden, if I know Jesus as Lord, I know what kingdom advance looks like. If I know that Jesus is healer, I know what it will look like when the kingdom is advancing. If I know Jesus is good, I know that the kingdom will, will advance in goodness. Um, going back to my Chinese friend, um, they, um, there's, there's actually two people, but, but um, she, a boy and a girl, and Ivy, she was, she was saying, um, so are you telling me that if I know Jesus, then the kingdom is, and Jesus is love, then the kingdom is love, and that, that he'll always um, bring his kingdom to me in love? And I said, yes, you got it. You know, the kingdom looks like Jesus. So if God is love, then the kingdom is love. If God is holiness, then the kingdom is holiness. It all starts with Jesus. But so many of us um, have, have, have been lied to by the enemy, and we say that it's, it's for the evangelist to see people saved. Or it's for the people that work in the church building. Or it's for um, a, 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 a very mature Christian who's, who's been, um, a, you know, a Christian for 40 years. But here... I believe Jesus is saying that he's given us each a key. He's given us the keys. And the key is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Okay? That's the key. The key is Jesus. And all we're doing, like I said, in our Christian life is, is, is p- taking possession of who Jesus is. You know? In Ephesians, it says that the, the, the eternal um, uh, purpose of Christ, uh, uh, the eternal purpose of God has been, has been realized in Christ. And he's in us. You know, he's in us. So all we're doing is unlocking who Jesus is in us and bringing it to the world. It all starts with knowing Jesus. In the word, Jesus defines everything. So he defines my identity because Christ is in me. And as he is, so are we. Second of all, he defines the kingdom because without the king, there is no kingdom. So, you know, it looks like Jesus. He defines what healing, restoration, provision, and hope look like because in him there is no sickness, disease, poverty, or hopelessness. You know, any lack that you have, look at Jesus and realize there's no lack. You know, there is absolutely no lack. But Jesus doesn't want us to have a lake of the Holy Spirit within us. He wants us to have the river of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's never meant to be a lake, okay? He's meant to be a river. And the river brings life wherever it goes, Ezekiel 47 says. 
you know. Um, Jesus wants us to realize that we, we know him, that, that, and he wants us to know him more. Um, my mom knows me the best, and she knows when I'm going to be cheeky, you know. She often knows what I'm going to say before I say it, and she'll say, don't say that, Jordan, <laughs> you know. Does, does anyone know you like that? Yeah? And I believe Jesus wants us to know him like that. That when we go into situations, we know, God, of course you're going to heal somebody. That's who you are. That's your nature. That's exactly who you are. God, of course you're going to save people wherever I go. Because that's who you are. Like, that's who you are. And it all comes back to knowing Jesus and realizing that's I've got the key. Knowing him and and I can release him um, in the earth. So I realized that it has nothing to do with me, but everything to do with him. I've been given a gift, and that's the Spirit of Christ living inside me, inside us. Um, and as I know him, I have increasing access to who he is. That's right. um, I have the keys of the kingdom to release heaven and earth, to see people saved, to, to see people encounter Jesus, to be healed and restored. We have access to everything Jesus has purchased for us. And basically, we're taking possession of what we already have. So Jesus today, and if, if um, the band could come up... Um, and I think they're going to lead us in a, a short time of worship. But Jesus wants us to make the 12-inch journey. You know, he doesn't want us to have an intellectual ascent where we come to church and say, oh, I'm going to learn about Jesus. You know, um, he doesn't want us to join a fan club of Jesus. You know, because that's so distant and you never see the true Jesus. You never see the true Jesus. But he's inviting us to a personal relationship with Jesus. Okay, and we have that. But he's taking us deeper. He's taking us deeper and he's saying, what, the only thing that you need now is to know me. You know, there's not one thing that I need to do um, that separates me from, from, from knowing him other than just coming and saying, Jesus, so be it. Just so be it, God. Um, but last scripture, Ephesians 1, verses 16. So 16 to 19, it says, uh, Paul saying, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know. So he, he's saying um, the Father would give the spirit, who's a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So the Father gives gives the Holy Spirit for us to know God better, okay, with a heart revelation. But then three things happen. First of all, it says that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Number two, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? Number three, what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might? Three things. We have hope, we realize our value, and we, um, we realize he has great power towards us. And that all comes through knowing him. Um, when praying early, I believe that there, um, there's somebody or some people here that believe they're constantly on a cliffhanger. Um, you know when you watch a TV series and you, you, they, they end one episode and it's like, oh, what's going to happen? Tune in next time. But I feel like in a very negative sense, you feel like you, that you're always on a cliffhanger in life. There's always, you feel like, oh, when's the next negative thing going to happen? When is, and you feel anxious. You're like, oh, I don't know the outcome. But God wants to say, say to you today that, that he has hope for you. Yes. That hope, hope's definition is basically the best is yet to come. And that's God. 
Um, and, and, and God wants to give you revelation today of hope. Amen. Second of all, um, he, he wants to reveal to people today that you have value to him. Yeah. You have such value. There's not anything separating you from his love. He loves you. He wants a relationship with you more than you want it. So much more than you want it. And thirdly, he wants us to know that by knowing him, I know how much power is available to me. So much power to raise the dead, to heal the sick. It all comes back to Jesus. Know him and show him. That's what we're doing. So in a moment, when we start um, worshiping again, um, you know, you don't need anyone to pray for you to encounter Jesus. You don't need anybody to pray for you to know Jesus more. But I believe that, that Jesus does want to give revelation of him away today. The spirit of wisdom and revelation is going it, it, to empower us to know Jesus more. He's going to give us such a realization of, of who he is that, that we have such power um, available to us to bring heaven and earth. He's going to give hope to people. And I believe that, peop- that, that if you, you believe he's held back from you, I believe he wants to give revelation that, that he's paid for it. He's paid for sickness and disease. So if you have sickness in your body, come forward and receive prayer because Jesus wants to heal you. Amen. Jesus is paid for it. He's not holding Amen. back. Um, so if we could just start singing. And um, why don't we just stand up? And I'm just going to pray and, and we'll just start worshiping. And, and if, if this has spoken to you, if, if, if you want... Um, one of the leaders to pray for you. Just, just come forward and, and I believe that you can have revelation of Jesus. But Jesus, we just thank you so much that you've given us everything. Jesus, I thank you that all we're doing is taking possession of who you are. So Father God, I pray that you will just show us who you are, Jesus. Just show us who you are, Jesus. We submit to you and we say thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name.